Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Carlos Mencia with producer Bert on the Laugh and Live In podcast. Hey, thanks guys for uh, all the emails and stuff that you guys sent me from uh, last week's. It was really cool. I wish I remember the names of, of uh, the people that sent them. Anyway, you know what? Uh, first of all, man, when I uh, came home this weekend, <laughs> producer Bert, Bert was supposed to be your hat. Dude, how, how fucked up did you get the night before? Oh, dude. Well, when I went to pick you up, I was still drunk. Yeah. It was bad? Oh, it was bad. It was real bad. Like I'm not drinking on the road anymore, dude. I, I, I'm Friday, bro. They they kind of left the bar open, and I didn't realize it, and I just kept drinking and drinking and smoking. Dude, I was so messed up on Saturday night that I was thinking, am I going to be able to do this? I was stuttering in between jokes. I, Dude, I couldn't remember what I was going to say. Couldn't remember what I just said. That's how hammered you got on Friday? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that. that the feeling. next day. No, the next night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the next night you were yeah. still. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bad. That's I party mean, time. Dude, dude I, I didn't get out of bed until like yesterday. Like, oh. I, was, I literally couldn't get out of bed. Well, you, I, I <laughs> No, was, I know. It was bad, I, I dude. I didn't see you yesterday. We were supposed yeah. to hang out. And it, it I, was dude, like, I was, it was bad, bro. Oh, that's awesome. I went to therapy today. I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, man. I just, I'm, I'm not, it, it's not fun anymore like that for right. me. But then again, people got to understand, like, I didn't, I didn't drink for 42 years and I, I never missed out on fun or anything. You guys would get drunk. I would drive you around. It was right. awesome. It was just, it was fun. You for always me. had a good time. It didn't matter if we I had were the not, best you time ever. I had the greatest stories. I, dude, I, I put my balls on your guys' heads in the middle of the night, regardless oh. of being drunk. I mean, it was cool. And then, and then you know, I went through a period where I was like, oh, let me look into my dark side, and it was cool. But I don't know, man. I just I'm not feeling it anymore. So I'm just gonna stop. Uh, it, it, it's not even like it's a bad thing. I'm just I don't see the benefits of it anymore. I don't see the cool positive of it right you know b before i guess there were parts of me that i that i wanted to see i guess this is what i was kind of talking about with my with my therapist that there were parts of me that i was afraid to look at and i can only look at pretty much if i got drunk because for 42 years i guess i just i built up this character this person and then i, I didn't want to go outside of that i remember i used to tell you i don't want to drink because i think if i drink i'm gonna become an alcoholic right because yeah. i'm just gonna go crazy oh huh? yeah Right? Didn't I say that? <laughs> yes, you did, my friend. And it got to and a point got where to I was point. like, mm, I think maybe, maybe yeah, I got. To, it wasn't that bad. Back. No, listen. Oh, okay. It's not go. even close to that. I mean, uh, dude, I used to go to AA meetings with Joseph all the time. Right. So no, you. you, yeah, you didn't, my you worst never got story to that, is, right. yeah, I fucking went to sleep. I woke up. I don't remember shit. Right. I mean, because that, that's you my did, worst it's not story. Like, it's not like you're drinking every day. Correct. I'm, yeah. But, you know, I didn't wake up with cum on the side of my face and three naked dudes. That never happened to me, bro. That's a good thing, my friend. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But but that's my point. I'm not crazy there. <laughs> right, Cisco? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Make it out. With it. Hey. I, just don't, I just don't feel like it's 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 fun anymore. But but anyway, that's us on a side note, guys. So uh, from now on, if you come to the shows, uh, I'll, I'll hang with you. We'll do all that. I, I And we'll have the best time ever. I just think that I'm a better functioning human being when I don't drink. And I'm not saying like have a I have a glass of wine to go to sleep. That's that's different. I'm right. just not I just getting not hammer drink time. after drink. And that, after don't drink. get me wrong. Like you know, every once in a while, I get right. hammer time. That's fine, that's dude. Fun, but it's just but it just seems like I don't know. Me and Cisco have been. A, you know what it is? I think that I think that me drinking has has and, and it it isn't a lot. We haven't been doing it crazy. I just feel like for these guys. I think it's the last thing that I need to do to really 
to really get myself perfectly on track to where I used to be. I was on track. I got off track. I went through a lot of shit. I got back on track. I feel like I'm almost there, but I feel like the one thing that I, because when I have drinks at night, even if I have three beers, I'll wake up one or two hours later the next day. So let's say I go to sleep at two in the morning and wake up at 10. Well, instead I wake up at 12 or one. Those two or three hours, I could have been doing something. Right. I could have went making a video. I could have been writing. I could have been creating. I yeah, could have yeah, been yeah. just on the computer figuring stuff. I mean, those three hours would have been highly productive hours. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the hours that I need in order to get my train completely 100% back on track to where it is. I think once once I, I feel it. that that is, then I'll then I'll I'll be okay again. But I just don't feel like it is. So anyway, that's for me to you guys. But uh, two things I wanted to talk about. One of them was... I saw an accident today, and it was really, really interesting because it, it was uh, it was an Encino on Ventura, and it was with a brand new Mercedes and an Ugh. old uh, Honda Civic. And the interesting to me thing, thing to me was, you know, I saw it, and then I pulled over to make sure that everything was okay because it kind of happened right in front of me, but I didn't see the accident. But here was the interesting thing: the the lady that was driving the older Honda Civic was so fucking distraught. And it wasn't her fault, right? Because the lady in the Mercedes pulled out and the lady in the Honda hit her. So oh, right. the lady in the Honda wasn't her fault. The lady pulled out in front of her, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with her. But she was so distraught. Her face was like, what am I going to do? What the fuck? And it's an old, it, it was an old shitty Honda. Right. But the lady with the brand new Mercedes, dude, she didn't give a fuck. She just, I stayed. I bought, She just got out. She took out her information. She said to the lady, what's your phone number? She took a picture of all her stuff. She sent it to her. She goes, this is all my stuff. Go ahead, take a picture yourself. You know, and she's and the lady's like, what am I going to do? I'm like, she's okay. We got insurance. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And I said, but I have my car. I don't know what's going to happen. And the lady in the Mercedes is like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Accidents happen. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Well, yeah, that's because the fucking, the one that has Mercedes- she, you know, she can go and get another car. Like it was brand new, probably. The lady it in the old newer, Honda. It was yeah. a newer car. I mean, but the lady I don't know in the Honda, it was a 15. Though. It was a 15, maybe a 14. Right. But lady in the Honda was like maybe a like a 2008 or something like that. That's the difference. You know, she right. knows. I mean, first off, it's probably totaled. They're, they're going to give her. No, it wasn't totaled, but it was pretty bad. Like she's yeah. not going to have it for a minute. Right. But she, it's all going to be paid for. It's not her fault. Yeah. It's not like she needed. I'm sure that- Right. They, they, she should be able to get a right. rental and right. all that. Right. Like the lady for. was telling her, it's totally my fault. Don't worry. My insurance can right. take care of it. And she's like, but what are we going to do? And she's like, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to call in. They're going to give you a rental car. You're going to be, you know, but who's going to reimburse me? She's like, my insurance will reimburse you. She, it'll be fine. And the, and the lady was like, well, what am I supposed to do? She's like, you know what? If you want, I can, like, I'll give you $1,000. And then when you get your insurance, you can give it back. Like, because I was on the side just watching the whole thing right. go down. And she, there was nothing that would make her happy. Nothing That's that the fun. lady was saying to make her happy. And the other lady was like, look, it's my fault. We're going to pay for it. Yeah. That's what you get insurance for. That's why we have to have insurance. That's and I'm not Mexican, so I have insurance. <laughs> right. I don't even know what she was, dude. But no, I'm just she, kidding. Well, no. It, I it, say that because, you know, everybody always says it. Do Mexicans not I, have insurance? I, I don't have know insurance. anymore. I mean, we ha- my wife has insurance, obviously, so. I, I mean, my, I, I mean, my son has insurance. Yeah, uh, the only, the only, the only one I remember is we were, but this was a long time ago before having insurance was a law that we went to El Mercadito. And for you people that don't know, El Mercadito <laughs> is 
It's in Los Angeles. It's it's if you go to East LA and you go, fuck, this place is Mexican. And they'll go, yeah, let's go to El Mercadito. Yeah. And that's where like, that's where Mexicans from Mexico go. And they have to go from like from the OG parts of Mexico. Yes. Like if you're from the big city and you go there, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, my son, when he was right. younger one time. Oh, yeah, they, you took him were, there? I wasn't there, but my wife, they were in the car and there uh, was a family that was crossing the street. Uh-huh. And my son, he was like, I don't know, maybe five. Right. He's like, dang, mom, that's a lot of Mexicans. <laughs> I was like, look at that Mexican family. And she looked like, the fuck? what do you think you are? Like, right. you know, he didn't get it. He didn't no, get it. he didn't. But he was like, man, look at all those Mexican kids. Right. It was like, you know, yeah. six kids and their parents walking across the street. Yeah. It's, it's, funny. it's, it's a little place on first street where you walk into and on a Sunday, it's just everything Mexican mariachis playing at all these levels, restaurants everywhere. Nobody speaks English. Um, it's just a cultural, just yeah. because most of you, if you come to Los Angeles, you're going to end up going to Olvera street. Understand that Olvera street is for tourists. Everybody does speak yeah. a little bit of English there, though it's authentic. It's real. It's not like El Mercadito isn't there for you. It's there for Mexicans. And I remember I got into an accident and this guy barely, he, he found me this old Mexican man and he wanted to pay me. Uh, he said, I'll, I don't have money, but I'll give you fruits and vegetables and chickens. I remember that. You dude. remember that, I right? I was with you, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah. And I felt so fucking bad, back dude. Back into the back door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, we just, I just said, don't worry about no, it. No, that's cool, bro. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. And I was poor as fuck then, right. dude. I oh, had dude, nothing. That, it was, that car it was, was my, all beat up my little too. baby car. Yeah. My first car ever. It was my <laughs> Datsun 510, the four-door one. Yep. The, dude, I, I, but I, could, I couldn't. I just looked into his poor face, and I was like, dude, you're, you, he literally wanted pay me and oh and he cheese remember you offered cheese, that's right dude. that's right yeah he was like yes yeah, so i was like oh fuck dude, i think I that can't. was the that was it when you were like ah, yeah i think the cheese put it over the top yeah nah, you're good bro yeah hey by the way god on a side note after such nice things i did why'd you put me through so much shit lately you fucker <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a question i'm gonna ask god at some point but uh yeah but you know what it made me think of it made me think of people that are voting for trump and people that are not and everybody that I, that I know that isn't voting for Trump has the attitude, and, and not that they're rich, but they have the attitude of the lady in the Mercedes, which is life isn't perfect, but it's not bad. It's not great. Things are okay. Things are going to be fine. It, it, it Fucking relax. And everybody that I know that's voting for Trump is like the other lady, like the sky is falling. Shit's getting fucked up. The world is over. I you don't understand. Agree. Right. We got it. Like, do you know any any Trump supporters? That 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 to me just brought it to my face, and I was like, holy shit! Because those are the people. Like, uh, I asked somebody um, a couple of weekends ago on stage. I says, anybody voting for Trump? And this one guy goes, I am. And I said, by the way. I'm not going to make fun of you. I just literally, I'm a comedian. I'm a curious. I'm curious. It's, it makes me good at what I do. Um, and so, if I do say so myself, but uh, <laughs> it's like, fuck you, what a dick. But uh, no, I believe that what makes me good at what I do is I'm really curious. And, I, and so I was like, what's going on, dude? And he said, you know what? He, he doesn't take money from anybody else. And so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't owe anything to anybody. And so if we vote him in, He's only going to owe to us. He's only going to owe us. Nobody else, just us. And if he only owes us, then he's going to be beholden to us and he's going to do the shit that he says. And I was like, 
oh wow, interesting. And I talked to him after that, and I said, do, do you do you feel like the system is like do you feel like these people are paying you know are getting paid to do this other shit? And he goes, yeah, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do, I do. I mean, I used to do a joke a long time ago when I used to say, who do these guys owe shit to politicians wise? And it'd be like, nobody, man. I'm like, listen, I'm just going to tell you this much. If I give you a thousand, if I give you a million dollars in a donation, at some point, you're going to have to fucking pay me back in some way, shape, or form. Oh, you're yeah. going to have to do something. Right. To, 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 you're going to have to invite me somewhere. You're going to have to say, hey, come to the Wyatt. You're going to have to fucking do something. Mm -hmm. It might not be a law. It might not be anything. But I mean- does anybody give money like good money not like 27 35 but i mean if you gave how much how much money would you have to give to expect on something in return to a candidate i'm curious and you're just a, you know you're the average guy making you know Me? not a million bucks not poor but not fucking rich you're you're middle of the road with your family be a pretty yeah. average guy so how much would you have to give to be like fuck that they you owe me how much money would that be for you probably about a thousand or two thousand one or two thousand bucks, and you feel like, okay, if I call you, take my yeah. fucking call. Yeah. Because let's say, yeah, and you know what? That makes sense. Because if you give two thousand bucks, let's say, let's say you give fifteen hundred. How many people give fifteen hundred? Maybe three thousand, four thousand people, maybe five. You know, for any given race, mm -hmm. now, that's five thousand people that you got to be nice to. That's not that bad, right? That that's not crazy money. I'm like, I don't know what the numbers are, but so, um, and and I thought that was interesting. Because I think that needs to be changed, but I'm like the other lady. I I don't think the sky is falling. I don't. I I do think a lot of shit needs to be addressed. I think a lot of things need to be fixed. But I think that 24 hour news cycles have understood one thing: that negative sells. Negative sells. The internet has Big proven time. one thing: negative sells. And you know what? Bringing shit down and putting shit down and saying that shit is broken has been proven throughout history of time, but more so than any other time right now. It is so much fucking easier. It is so much easier to say that ain't shit than to build it. It is so much easier to say that song ain't shit than to create that song. Right. You know what I mean? Some, I saw something the other day and it really hit me. Oh, yesterday I was, I was watching uh, MSNBC Rachel Maddow and she was doing this thing where somebody came out with a poll and believe it or not, lice are more liked than Donald Trump, right? So they said, what would you, what do you hate more, lice or Donald Trump? And Donald Trump beat lice. But one of the ones in there that was there was Nickelback. They asked how many people hate Nickelback. And, and I went to it because it was huge. Like, like he had like a, Nickelback had like a 50 to 60% people hate him or some shit like that. And it hit me because what what hit me was everybody says that's fucking easy to do. Yep. Everybody says that. Like, fuck, fuck, anybody could do that. Anybody could fucking, you know? And, and in my head, it's like, do, do, you, do you really believe that? Because if it was, then why don't you fucking do it? Yep. I, dude, I completely agree with that one. Then go fucking make that song. Yeah. If it's really that easy. To, everybody to, to, thinks to do, they're look at that photograph or their general or managers. Everybody thinks they're they can run companies. Every, that, it's like uh, in sports, you know, when your team's sucking mm -hmm. and everybody's like, all of a sudden, everybody's a GM. Well, we should do this, 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 and this, and this. Right. You know, what the fuck are they doing? And it's like, are you serious? Right. Like, really? You really think that you could run this team under a budget, do. under this, under that? I mean, they obviously they do think, but they can't. 
Well, I know that, but but the problem is, is that everybody thinks they're fucking special today. Everybody thinks that they're amazing. Everybody thinks that they're you know you're unique in the and sense that there's nobody like you. Well, but but we're entitled. Look, we're all entitled to believe. I get it that we are special, that we're unique. But at the end of the day, not all of us are. Not all of us are amazing. Right. I want to be, listen, when I set out to do comedy, I didn't want to be funny. And Bert will tell you, I've had conversations where I've said to him, when I die, I want to be known as the greatest of all time. Now, I've said, I know it's not going to happen. I don't think, because that's unattainable. Right, it's like, but is it what I want? Fuck yeah. Right. It's like a, we've. I've always told you. I was like, dude, you have the talent. And you said, I listen. I don't have the talent. I work harder than other people. But but you know that that's I, true. I know. It, and it's funny because I'm like, you know, before I used to be like, no, dude, you have the get. And you're like, because I work but harder you've than seen I me suck, bro. Is, but I'm saying this. You've is, seen me bomb, dude. Right. I don't think that you remember, you remember we had that conversation when when we were we were talking about. That. I was like, dude. I was like, bro, you have the talent, dude. And you're like, listen, bro, I fucking work my ass off. I work harder. You're than funnier any than me when we hang out. Right. But that's the thing is at, at the time I was like, wait a minute. No, you have that talent too. And you're like, bro, I'm telling you, I fucking have to bust my ass. I, I work do. hard. And obviously you do because you're, I don't know any comic that works harder than you. But but that's but that's my point. Right. It's not, it wasn't some God-given shit. You, you have... You're funny. You're you're funny, funny like off stage. You're you're the guy that when we play golf, everybody's like, "Oh, Bert is funny." I'm not that guy. I have to work at it. <laughs> I have to find places. I have to right. do shit. I have to actually. Because you you've seen me though. I mean, dude, I don't know if you remember watching me bomb, and I didn't think I was bombing because I'd get laughs here and there when we went to some place in like fucking Glendora, and you were like 16, and I had you videotaping with the oh. camera, and I was up there for so long oh, yes. that the camera started. <laughs> Shaking, Dude, my shoulder shit. was hurting. Your His shoulders were hurting. Yeah, his fucking camera weighed about sixty pounds. Right, I know yeah. it was one of those big fucking cameras <laughs> from back in the yeah. day with a VHS in it, oh, the whole fuck. shit. And I remember. And here was me. I didn't even give a shit about your pain. I remember watching it and going, "Dude, why Dude, are you fucking? Why shaking? the fuck were you shaking so much?" And I'm like. Dude, I'm right. like, bro, it was so heavy. I was tired. Right. But the reason the reason I was pissed was because I needed to see all the shit that I did wrong. Right. I needed to see what I didn't do right. I needed to see what I messed up. I needed to see what I need to do better. I, rec- I still, to this day, record all my sets yeah. for the same reason. I don't review them the same way I used to. But going back to what we were talking about is everybody feels like they're special, like they're perfect, like they could do a better job. But at the end of the day, it's like this. How many movies have you ever seen that were amazing and incredible and almost perfect that were produced, written, or created by a critic? Zero. And and that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. The majority of guys who are really great analysts in basketball are usually not players themselves. Yeah, never played the game. They're able to see it from the outside. They're able to look at it from the outside, but rarely are they able to uh, do it themselves. And it's interestingly enough, I don't think that there's ever been a coach that I know of who was like a Hall of Famer as a coach and as a player. Because the majority of times, people who are unbelievable at what they do, even though they work harder than everybody else, usually they still have a little bit more talent or just yes. as much talent. But so they don't understand how the fuck did you not do that? 
Mm-hmm. How did you not get that That's done? What, yeah, I, I don't know if there is a coach that, you know, was Hall of Fame player. I don't know, because let's take, like, the current guy. You take Stephon Curry, right? And you say 30, 20 years from now, he's a coach, right? In the system that he's playing right now. He's going to be asking these guys to take his th- as many three-pointers as he did. Yeah. And he's going to be pissed that they don't make them. Right. And it's like, dude, it, the, those guys are far. But I mean, that, the but, last shooter was Reggie Miller, and then you had uh, Ray Allen. Right. And then Steph Curry. Out right. of all the NBA players that ever played. You but know that, what I mean? but that's like, what I'm saying. And it's really hard for those guys because those guys' those guys' numbers are a little different. They, they look at it like, well, if I'm going to do it, you know, right. why, 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 why don't you do it? For some reason, it's just, even in soccer, dude, it's the same thing. I, I don't think football is the same. I, I think it's all the same, you know, because the guys that are really good at it are the guys that were never able to be unfucking believable, but they go, but here's how you get the max out of your shit, yeah. you know? It's like Magic couldn't do it, you know, with it, the Lakers. It's like Kerr. He just could, yeah. Kerr was a role player right. in that team. Yes. He came off the bench. That, he was the guy that mm-hmm. he was the Steph Curry of that team. He was right. a three pointer guy. He but he wasn't managing. He wasn't taking. He was the guy that would wait, 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 wait. Boom! Hit a three at the like right time. Phil Jackson. There, Same thing. There, you know. there you go. And but these are guys that worked really, really hard, but didn't have as much talent, and found a way technically to be better. Right. As opposed to guys like uh, Jordan found a way physically to be better. Mm-hmm. And then they got a little more technical as their age got older, but I don't think that that part of them disappears. I think that that expectation of like, what do you mean? You're, you're supposed to make 40% of your, th- of your three-pointers yeah. or 50, whatever the hell Steph's is. It's like, dude, it's, yeah. no, that's the majority like, of like guys Kobe, are like that. Kobe can't be a coach. He'll never be a coach. No, no because never. he would expect way too much yeah. from everybody. He would expect everybody to be on his on level. His level yeah. and no, but but that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. And so now we have a situation where we have a lot of fucking angry people that think America's broken, that think it's fucked up, that think it's, it ain't shit. Most of I disagree. I, I, yes, we can make it better. Yes, there's things always, that... There's always... Yes, yes. Yeah, we course. can. Of course, we can agree to that. But the sky is falling. I don't believe it. At this point, believe it or not, I really made my decision on the way in here tonight. And I really feel bad saying this because I, as, as an immigrant to this country, as a minority in this country, as somebody who has been embraced by this country by certain segments of it, and yet by others, you know, I'm not saying that this is racist. I'm just saying that this is a reaction and it's when the majority of comedians go to other cities, I don't believe that they get asked to go to the best Mexican restaurant in every city. I do. Every single fucking city I go to, somebody tells me the best Mexican restaurant to go to. And when I tell them I'm from Honduras, they go, I know, but I mean, come on, you want to know where the best Mexican is, right? So like I've been, I've dealt with both sides of it. And so from a female perspective, I feel really, really fucking bad that I kind of don't want Hillary to win, but it's not because of her politics or anything. I think America needs a lesson. And I don't know what the lesson is, by the way. I don't know if the lesson is Trump is going to be a great president or Trump is going to be a shitty president. But I don't think that Trump is going to be a mediocre president. I think that he's either going to come and just fuck shit up royally or... And I don't mean the system because the system is very hard to fuck up if you're a president. He just won't get anything done pretty much. But it's either going to be a really shitty situation or really, oh my God, I can't believe that this is what happened situation. Either way, his presidency is going to fundamentally change 
the way we view our government, the way we approach our government, because if it's a fuck up, then everybody's going to be like, oh shit, we can't pick somebody like that. We got to pick somebody who actually a politician. is a part of it, who's, who knows how to do this, who right. figures it out. We fucked up. We, we didn't understand how the shit worked. Now, if it's the opposite, then people are going to say, see, that's what we needed. Somebody from the outside to come in, which is the way our government was originally designed. Our government was not originally designed for people to be politicians forever. It was designed for common men to, to be able to hold office. And if that's the case, then they'll probably want to impose term limits. They'll most likely want to oppose uh, impose term limits. They'll probably want to impose some laws in some way, shape, or form with uh, finance. I mean, a lot of things will change, but I don't know if they will change if she becomes president. If she becomes president and everything works out, then yeah, but will it work out? Will will it be an Obama thing where people will be, or her Bernie Sanders? Let's say Bernie Sanders is, it'd be the same shit. I think that the, the government will kind of go back to its normalcy. They'll be like, listen, we're Republicans and we have the House and the Senate. We're not going to let you guys. And is that shit going to be? Or So I, I'm thinking it would be fucking interesting as shit to see Donald Trump become president, to see the way they react, to see what would happen and to see how America reacts for better or for worse. I think this is this is this is a moment where we can really, really, really learn. And the only thing is is Trump stupid enough to say something dumb to the wrong country, some stupid shit that might get us into some serious fucking trouble. You know, a, a country that actually has nuclear weapons. Right. Like like in India or like what he's saying. I think uh, Japan needs to have nuclear weapons. Let's say he gave it to him. Let's say some shit went down and some nuclear... I mean, it, mm -hmm. is, is that craziness a little too much? I, I don't know. But from a purely political perspective... I fucking want that because I think that the people who are crazy and think, oh my God, they're going to, I'd be proven right. Like, dude, you were right. None of us saw it. None of us fucking saw that it was that bad, but you guys did. Or we're all going to be like, you see fucking idiot. Either way, I think it's an important lesson to be learned. What do you think about that? <sighs> right. It's tough, right? Yeah. It fucked me up on the way here too. It felt that bad. That just fucked me up right now. I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't vote for Trump personally. I think but, he's a fucking idiot. But, but here's the thing. But that's here's just what me, I think, you know? though. I, it's not even about that for me. What it's about is ever since I would say Clinton was president and we began to disrespect the office the way we did, asking a president if he got if he fucked somebody and it had nothing to do with the, what they were what they were talking about. And nobody knows who Ken Starr is, and nobody knows who all those fuckers who started all this shit are. Right. But it started something that, in my opinion, has led to where we're at. A lack of respect for the office, for the government, and for the people that voted him in. And I think that it just kept getting worse and worse. And then Fox News come in from the right, and MSNBC from the left, and then even CNN. I mean... When's the last time you just saw reporting with not and over here representing blah, blah, blah. And, and it, it's always the same shit. It's yeah. always, I think the ocean is blue and the, the ocean isn't blue. It's a reflection of the fear raising. <laughs> what are you talking about? Take a picture of the ocean. How the fuck can you not say it's blue? Well, I guess it's, you know, like it's the same bullshit over and over again. And you know, it's funny. I remember there used to be a TV show on CNN called um, Crossfire. Way back in the day, they tried to bring it back recently, but way back in the day, and I remember that uh, John Stewart was on it, mm -hmm. and I hadn't, I wasn't really a big, a big 
watcher of of uh, the Daily Show, but I remember that he came on, and I used to watch the show here and there, and he was just, he was a dick. He was like, no, you guys are assholes. You guys are the reason this shit is fucked up. You guys are from the right and from the left. You know, and I thought, man, you, you, why would you come on the show and be a dick? I didn't get it. He was way ahead. Now I wish, I, I wish, I'm, I'm sorry, John, by the way, I had no idea. He was completely right. All this left-right bullshit is separating people so much right. that I think that we either are going to require a September 11th type event again to bring us together or completely separate us because, you know, you have people that are saying, what are you talking about? America's built on immigrants. You can't say no to fucking Muslims and then a grump of bunch of people that are like, well, they're the ones blowing shit up. So let's fucking find out who they are. I can't say that that I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not understanding of both of them. Now, personally, I would much rather remain America and suffer consequences than, and even if it could be my death, I, I'd just rather stay true to who we are. I was talking about this the other day on stage. I love this about America, and, and yet I understand how sickening it sounds. But I said this on stage the other day. I said, let me tell you what I love about America. If somebody comes in here right now and says, you know, jihad, or whatever, pulls a cord and blows everybody up, and the terrorist doesn't die, and I don't die, and we both end up at the hospital together, they're going to take care of him just as well as they're going to take care of me. And I think that that sounds disgusting, but I think it's fucking amazing. I think it's what Gandhi and God are made of, of being understanding and forgiving and benevolent and loving and caring and seeing the best in human beings, even when they're not. And I think that to never, to never go to that place, to never want somebody dead, even the people that try to kill you is a fucking amazing thing. And that sentiment is what is what's going to make and, and keep this country great in years to come. It's not the, our dick is bigger than yours. We're going to fuck you <laughs> up because it, look, we're having, we're having right now, we're talking about who has bigger weapons. But let's get something straight. A long time ago, a slingshot was a weapon. Then it became a gun. Then it became a cannon. Then it became a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. There's no way that in a thousand years, a shitload of people are going to have the ability to destroy this planet in some way, shape, or form. Right. It's, it's not going to take that long. Hundreds, hundreds of years, maybe thousands. And there will be a shitload of people with the ability to create and wreak unbelievable havoc on this country and what we have right now is that amount of time to fix ourselves as human beings that's that's all we that's got it. that's all we fucking got and so for me i love that about us but i get the feeling that we really really need something to really bring us together to really make us see and i think that donald trump becoming president in one way shape or form is going to do that for us. It's either going to make us all, it's going to either do something really fucked up and stupid that's going to make all of America go, oh shit, what the fuck did we do? And at that point, we can impeach him, by the way. Right. There are processes to get rid of him. But if, at that, if, if not, then he will be great and we'll all be like, oh shit, mm -hmm. holy fuck, we were wrong and maybe we need to, we, maybe we need to revamp this whole system to fit this model instead of that other model that we used to have. I just really think that one of those is going to be good for America. And uh, so good good luck, Donald, man. Good luck. And from a comedic perspective, by the way, you're oh. going to be fucking gold, dude. All the shit say, that you're going to do, all the shit golden. that you're going to say, oh my God, it's going to be incredible. Oh, from a you'll be even better than fucking Bush was for us. And he was 
he was golden, dude. I mean, specials were made, dude. Um, specials, comedy specials were made just about him. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that. What you're still does it freak you out? Oh, big time. Why though? Well, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? World War Three. Yeah, it could, but do you really think he's that stupid? I get the feeling that, he, I, that you know what I no I don't think he's that stupid I think he's that arrogant that's 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 what I'm afraid of that's interesting I didn't think about that you know make America yeah. great great hey I agree right hundred percent right everybody does right. you know uh, we all do but his arrogance is bro with people like North Korea and shit like that it's scary. Well, yeah, you get you you have you have regimes out there that that are built on you know one man's being able to do whatever yeah. he wants, and and, and he's he, and he doesn't have to drop an, an atomic bomb here. No, he can just put one in China. Shit's gonna get fucked up. He could put one in South Korea. South Korea. Shit's gonna get fucked up. I mean, if if the rhetoric, so to speak, doesn't change, I I understand. But you know what? Even then, I think even then, look, here's what I think. I think that if that were to happen. If Trump were to become president and he were to say some stupid shit that were were to create an elevated, even an even just an elevated sense of nuclear war, I think that Congress would immediately impeach his ass. They would get together immediately. But then again, it's what I said: it'll bring America together. If we have President Trump saying, "You know what? We're going to not drop nuclear bombs on fucking North Korea," and North Korea all of a sudden starts arming themselves and I, I think that the fucking second that happens, all of America will be like, whoa, what the fuck? Democrats and Republicans will get together, impeach his ass. That night, they'll come and and then America will be together. I, I just think that every road, every road of Donald Trump being the president in our future leads to a unified America. And inevitably, a unified America is a better America. And I just... I don't see it happening. I mean, we had two, we had two Clintons, two Bushes, two Obamas, and it hasn't happened in all of those fucking years. There's still such a divisive nature. It wasn't. It, I don't know. It wasn't like when I was a kid. People, people where I grew up hated fucking Reagan because that trickle down bullshit. We used to do jokes about the trickle. Was it he peed on us? Because we never saw any of that shit. Right. We, we never saw any of that rich people fucking, you know, had so much money that they gave us jobs. We never, <laughs> we never saw any of that shit. Um, so we, but, but, but there still wasn't hate for the guy. Right. It was just a political thing. Now there's, there's hate, there's people fighting, there's people being dicks to each other. There's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's talking to people with such utter disrespect. I mean, dude, I don't like Cruz, but. You know, when he was talking to some dude and the way the guy was talking to him, and I don't I really don't like Cruz. I think he's he, yeah. dude Ted Cruz reminds me, if anybody's old enough to remember Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, he reminds me of that creepy fucking dude giving lollipops to the kids to try to find one with that freaky fucking nose. He reminds me of that fucking creepster. It was just all just with the Ross Pearl voice. It just, he just, even when he talks, his pauses are like, you stupid asshole, you know? Yeah. Everything about him feels arrogant to me. And yet, when I would never speak to him in a disrespectful way, here's a guy who found a way to get all those votes 
in, in, in Texas. I mean, he did something that I don't know I could ever do. So you got to have a level of respect for that. It's kind of like what's happening with Trump right now. A lot of people, a lot of people who are Republicans are going, you know what? He won. Yeah. I hate him. I don't like the shit that he says, but I have to respect that he won and all those people voted for him. And so I, I think that that has all been left and gone away. And I think that I think that we need to get it back. And I don't know how. I mean, do you see any other way of America getting that back, of us getting back to normalcy of us? Every listen, and for you people that don't understand, if you study uh, the rise and decline of empires and societies, they all come to a pivotal point where we're at right now. When issues become so complex and the solutions are so complicated that everybody goes, you know what? Let's just go to the simplest fucking answer. The simplest answer. Mm -hmm. And that's what Trump is. Trump is not a complicated answer. Trump is a simple fucking answer. Trump is a guy who says shit and people go, yeah, well, we all make mistakes. They hold him to a different standard. He's a simple guy. And I don't see any other way out of this. And here's what I think. Let's just say that Hillary Clinton becomes president and she does really well. I still don't think that it'll change because we in this country are fucking whiny little bitches right now. <laughs> I've read so many statistics. First of all, richest country in the world, we take more antidepressants than anybody in the world. We take more drugs than the rest of the world. We take more opiates than the rest of the world. Oxy. We do everything to escape our fucking unbelievable lives while people in other countries are drowning, dying of dehydration, dying in cars, boats, tankers, just to get to this great fucking country to live half the life that most of us lead. And yet we take it for granted. I read that last year in 2015, on-time arrivals for planes went up 5%. So they were at like 78. And, and then the year before that, and then in 15, they went up to 80 to 83%. So on-time departures got better. Complaints about getting on time rose 15%. So even though the planes got there, more on time, more people complained about not getting there on time. And a lot of the complaints, believe it or not, were this. And I've been on these fucking flights. It's when you get a nice tailwind. You were supposed to arrive at LAX at <laughs> 4 o'clock. You know this because yep. this oh, has happened many time. times. Yep. We land at 320. Yep. Everybody's like, yes, we got here 40 minutes early. Well, guess what? LAX is such a busy fucking airport that uh, they don't have empty gates. Yeah, so no. we got to wait for the gate that we were supposed to be at to be emptied because there's no empty gates. Right. And so we end up getting there five to 10 minutes early instead of 40. Well, guess what? All those people are fucking complaining. We're sitting on the... Yeah, yeah, I know, but I had this... I was talking to this lady the other day. I go, why are you upset? She's like, don't you hate this? I go, I'll hate it if we're, if we're there late, but we're not late. She's like, but we landed 20 minutes ago. I know, but our flight wasn't supposed to get into the gate until four. It's right. 3.45 and we're going toward the gate. We're early. Why are you not happy? But we're sitting on this plane. 
You would have been sitting on this fucking plane regardless. You would have been in the air yeah. or on the fucking bottom. Why does it matter where? You're getting off the flight five to ten minutes earlier than you should have. Why are the fuck are you not happy? And to me, that perspective is pervasive everywhere. It's the people that, you know what it is? It's, it's, the, it's the kids that downloaded all the music for free that now go, man, how do you make money? Oh, you want to make money doing fucking oh. music. Oh, you want to get paid for your songs. Oh, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be nice if people paid for your shit? Yeah. Oh, I don't understand. Oh, I know. I know. It sucks. Poor baby. Poor you. Poor you. How many songs did you pay for? You fucking, come on, please. Yeah. It, it's, it's a way of whittling down and whittling down. And all this attitude and this shit I've talked about for fucking decades in my act. Mm-hmm. Never been fixed. It hasn't changed. So I'm thinking Trump becomes president. It changes. It makes a different. Not, I don't know how, I don't know which way it will, but I know that it will. And at this point, I love America enough that I think it's, it's to a point where it's necessary. Because if he doesn't become president, I don't know. I don't know how America becomes unified. I don't know how we become cohesive. I don't know how we understand that the differences that we have are just fundamental philosophical differences in the sense that we all want America to be great. Yeah. We, we all want to pay as, as little as we can for healthcare. We all want to retire and have enough money to live. There's nobody that doesn't want that. There are fundamental differences like when does life begin? Does it begin when a baby can breathe? Does it begin when it can... Okay, I get that. Abortion, I understand. Very, very fundamental philosophical differences. I understand that. But there aren't many issues that we don't agree on. And by the way, even people that are are pro-life, they're both pro-life. The difference is pro-lifers, quote-unquote, are pro-life for the baby. And people that are about choice are pro-life of the mother. That's her life. That's her decision. She does whatever the fuck she wants. Respect her life. Right. Others are like, no, respect the life of the baby. It's still uh, initially a, a similar way to view it. You know, it, it depends on how far you go. Some people think that jerking off is like, oh, you're killing. You know what I mean? So you just don't know <laughs> what the fuck. My point is, I don't know where the people. solution is. I mean, <laughs> do you see another solution? Do you see no, us coming together in a different way other, other than Trump no, becoming it, president? No. That's interesting. It's very interesting, though. I, I just don't I see just, it, bro. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. Because even Bernie Sanders, I mean, it's, it's the same. Yeah, but if, but, well, if Bernie Sanders become president. Everything's free. Well, well they think everything's free, but our taxes are, everybody's going to have to pay. It'll be that. the same. I think that, you know what? I think that you're right. I think that if Bernie Sanders or him become president, they, they'll change it. But the difference is this. The difference is, well, there is no difference because Bernie Sanders wants to change everything as well. You know, he wants to eradicate everything. He wants to change everything. He wants to form a revolution of sorts. But here's the difference. He's asking straight up for a revolution from the beginning. He's saying, this is what I want. Whereas Trump is just like, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make it great. I'm going to make it amazing. I'm going to be great for women. I love tacos. I love Mexicans. (laughs) I mean, he took a picture of a taco and said, I love Hispanics. It's it's fucking crazy. Which he should have said, by the way, I love Mexicans because tacos, they don't really exist in Central South America and the Caribbean. So he's really only talking to Mexicans. He shouldn't have said, I love Hispanics. Right. He should have said, I love Mexicans because they're not tacos anywhere else. But you know what? It's an interesting conversation to have. I reacted to what I saw. 
I don't think I'm going to change my mind on this one. I'm probably going to be doing jokes about it. Here's the problem. Normally when I do jokes, I know what the outcomes are. I just don't know what the outcome is on this one. I don't know if he's going to be a great or a shitty president. And I really mean that because you can't count somebody out who is able to viscerally communicate with the large segment of America and just touch them in a way that he has. You, it's just, people just don't do that. So maybe he's tapping into something that, I know he's tapping into something a lot of people don't understand or agree. Can he turn that into good governing or not? I don't know. But I think that whether he succeeds or fails, it'll unite America. And that is a necessary thing because without that unification of this country, in my opinion, we will go to every other society who at this point began to implode or explode because they never were able to unify and come together on how to fix things because things are so good, so to speak, within perspective of other countries that we don't get how good it is. So we're fighting over stupid shit. We're fighting, we're fighting over over the fact that there's, you know what was, here's what it is. And I'll end on this. I ask you and ponder a question to you. We take America for granted because we have a perspective, in my opinion, that is not a good perspective. So when is the last time you were driving down a street, especially on a highway, you saw orange and got happy because you thought, wow, they're fixing the road. They're making the road better. Or was your reaction, fuck, we're going to hit traffic. And I think that we need to get back to how awesome it is that they're fixing the road and get out of that mentality of, oh shit, there's traffic. Because in order to fix the road, they have to close portions of it. That's just the way it works. So ask yourself that question and see what your answer is. And uh, send me uh, emails to Carlos Mencia at carlosmencia.com. Facebook uh, is, uh, of course, forward slash Facebook forward slash Carlos Mencia. Instagram, Vine, and Twitter, it's at Carlos Mencia. Those are the handles. Let me know what you think. As I said, to reiterate, I want Donald Trump to become president. I think his presidency will unify America one way or another. I think it's necessary. I think our view on this country needs needs to change, and I don't know that it will. When is the last time you were happy to see road construction because you thought, oh, my God, they're fixing the road instead of fuck? What is this bullshit? Uh, there it is, man. On behalf of producer Bert, ladies and gentlemen, this was the Laughing and Living podcast. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Peace.